Welcome to the Social Chameleon Show, where it's our goal to help you learn, grow, and transform into the person you want to become. Today, what you should know about your money. This is your folks' most requested topic. Um, <laughs> here it is. Here it is for you folks to I uh, kind of end off the year on. I guess something you can think about going into the next year. Yeah. So we'd like to kind of start with um, capital, your your money you're, you're, you're bringing in. And the first uh, topic we'd like to talk about is the autom automatic budget. <laughs> automatic. Automatic. If I can say that correctly. <laughs> uh, that's good. Well, I mean, we talked about different strategies and different shows mm -hmm. as far as doing all of it. But I think, I mean, obviously it's automatic. But for this case, we're going to call it automatic. Cause automatic. It's really um, it's basically just if you don't see it, like you don't think about it. Right. And I know it's kind of hard because if you're, especially if, when you throw around numbers like 10%, mm -hmm. um, in my opinion, anybody can do 10%. Right. You, know? you bring home $3,000 a month, like 300 bucks a month, you should be able to kind of put that away. Right. Uh, for whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. And once you get in the habit of not seeing that money, then you kind of get used to not having it. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like if you're an employee, you know, the taxes come out of your paycheck before you actually receive them. Mm -hmm. oh, interesting. It's kind of interesting how that works. The government figured this out a long time ago. And they're like, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to just automatically take it out of their check to make sure that we, we get, get it. Paid. Yep. Uh, and I think it's rather interesting that most people don't do that for themselves, which is yep. just kind of. Got it got to pay yourself first. I know sometimes it's hard to even think about when, when you pay everybody else and then you're like, I don't got nothing left over. How am I possibly going to pay myself without these people first? Uh, it's something you have to start to work at to get in your habit. And then, um, I think like we talked about 10% is a good, a good starting point and you can start to work up. I, to me, I think the ultimate goal, the stretch goal would be 20% of your income. Yeah. Uh, people get radical and they do 50. I've heard of yeah. I've, I've heard seen of 80. 70. I've seen seventy. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of eighty. Um, yeah, but that's it's all. I think it's all relative. If you're making a million bucks a year and you're stashing away eighty percent, that's still a pretty good life, you know. So yeah, right. I definitely mean, all relative. Twenty thousand a year, you're putting eighty eighty percent of that away. Like there's there's barely anything to live off there. So right, 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 right. You know? And then so we're talking about the um, and then also trying to get the, that five percent for investing as a starting point. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know. In my opinion, you need to save some kind of cash first. Right. Um, definitely put some of that 10% away until you, you know, the old, uh, I got to be careful how I throw that word around old. Like, just depends. When I was growing up, yeah, um, they kind of had this thing about six months of income yeah. on the side just in case something happened. Mm -hmm. uh, Nowadays, I don't necessarily think that that's, that's a relevant number. Mm -hmm. uh, number one, we have a lot more access to credit in today's yeah. world. Number two, we have stuff like unemployment and all that, you know, those kinds of things, food stamps. Right. Again, I'm not one to sit here and advocate people abuse the system. Yes. But the government does have these things in place that in the event you are in a bad spot, like, hey, look, I just lost my job. You know, you can collect unemployment. Right. Um, don't get me wrong. Just kind of depends on where you live and how much money you make. Yeah. Um, you know, here in Hawaii, I know for sure that the cap on unemployment is somewhere around two thousand dollars a month. So, yeah. 
just kind of be aware of what that is. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying you don't have to save any money, but I'm just saying when I was growing up, I was told six months of your income, that's right. what you should put away for a rainy day. Right. But in reality, in today's world, if unemployment's going to give you money, mm-hmm. you know, then you don't necessarily need that. I think 3% in savings for a rainy day is probably more adequate. You can make up for the rest with either credit and or unemployment. And in some places you can even take out, you know, insurance like Aflac or something like that in the event that something happens. So just just be aware of that. You do want to put some away for rainy day. And on top of that, once that three months is put away, you want to start making money off what you have in there. Use your money to make money. Yeah, so that's good. I like that. Um, I like to say three to six months, some stick somewhere in that range, at least three. If you want to go to six, go to six. But once you've got that nest egg, the, the, the next step is to stop putting into that fund and start transferring that extra percentage into investment of some sort. Right. And that whether that be, you know, we again, we talked about all this, but we just want to reiterate, you know, this is another topic that's come up. So just get in there. You know, whether you're or whatever type of investment strategy, create an account and maybe we can talk about that is yeah. the way that you can set these up. If your employer doesn't allow you to send a certain allotment out to whatever, mm-hmm. go to your bank, whatever bank you have. And then number one, make your employer's money a direct deposit. Yeah. I know for some people that work for cash out there, that may not be the best thing may not be an option, but for those most people, get direct deposit. Make sure that that deposit goes directly into your account. Then go to your bank and open up a second account. Mm-hmm. Name it investment account or whatever the case might be. And then have your bank automatically transfer that money into this investment account that you never see. Yeah. And that's what I do every, um, every two weeks or whatever it is. Um, I just automatically have that money just transfer from accounts to accounts and then just goes and spreads on its own. And then other services come in and take money from that account into into their thing on their schedule. It's it's so easy. Like I said, it's simple because you don't have to have the brain power. You don't necessarily have to have the discipline to be you know doing yeah. it and putting that money away because it happens regardless of your of your behavior. And that's something that really makes it easy when you take out the human behavior element out of it. It makes things very easy to do, and you'll just get used to what's left over in your checking account or what's. Um, available balance in your credit card, however you want to spend your money. Yeah, and, the, and that's for sure. And you, know, you just kind of got to imagine that just, you know, I'm, I'm not here to say that money isn't everything, but mm-hmm. just kind of imagine that, that money is what you make it, you know, yeah. money has its purpose in life. And it's, you know, some people say it's the root of all evil. Some people don't necessarily share that opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It kind of depends on who you ask and what they're asking about. But, you know, money can have many faces, shapes, and forms and or functions in life. What, what do you think about that, Tyson? Um, I, I like to believe money just makes you more of who you already are. Uh, I don't think money, uh, money is bad rap, I think, because of what people see people with money doing. Um, but money, yeah. money is just a tool. Money is a thing that you can use to do other things, solve problems. Um, make your life better, help others. It depends on your goals and your things in life. But it just makes, to me, it just makes you more of what you are. If you're already a generous person, you're going to be more generous. If you're greedy and self-centered, you're just going to be more of that. <laughs> yeah. It's a story. Uh, it's, just, it's whatever story you've created around money. That's just going to be it. 
Yeah. And then, you know, this kind of a lot of things too about money is like some people think that, you know, if you make a lot of money, like that's a bad thing. No. That's that's neither here nor there. Like how much money you bring into you, like money, I think we talk about this, right? Who's got your money? Like it flows around in a circle. Nobody really like owns money. It's like it just comes through you. Like the money passes from your employer and into your bank account. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, it goes through you and then you go to the store. Now the money is at the store mm-hmm. and then that store money goes to their employees, which go into their bank accounts, which they go and pay for other services. Like yeah. you, you kind of got to think of money as like a different thing. Like it's, yeah. it's not a physical element that, I mean, it is a physical element, but it's something that can pass from one area to another. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. And it's up to you how you want money to flow to and through you. Um, if you want it to flow to you and you want to hoard it and you want to be selfish, that's up to you. That's your, that's, that's your story. That's your thing. Um, but money should, in order for money to continuously flow, like, like water, you, you know, you stop water, it, you know, eventually there's nothing on the other end. So to me, the more you let it flow through you and to you and through the next people and, and more on, the, the more it's just going to continuously flow like a nice raging river. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just this kind of things, I guess I've, we talk about rich dad a lot because that's one of our favorite things mm-hmm. growing up. Uh, we play the cash flow game. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that have either seen it or played it, then you know mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Those of you that haven't played it, I don't know. I mean, I I definitely enjoy playing it. I know it's not for everybody. Yeah. But it kind of teaches you some of these principles about how to budget. Um, you know, rich dad has this really good thing about an income, you know, imbalance statement versus your assets and liability sheet and that kind of, you know, learning those kinds of things kind of help educate people on like, you know, what's really happening with my paycheck and, you know, they kind of teach you to get on the whole thing of how to get out of the rat race, which is basically instead of buying doodads, which are things that just take your money away, like this new car, new watch, new iPhone X that's coming out now. It's like, dang, I got to have that. Like that just takes money out of your pocket. Yeah. But if you can learn to invest and put money into things that are going to give money back to you, then that's the ticket. And that's the way that you get out of the rat race. And those are kind of some sound principles that from that whole rich dad system. Again, we're not endorsing anything, just very good concepts. It's, it's, a good, it's a good tool. It's a good learning experience with zero impact on your real life, but with real world principles attached to it. You can have that top down view um, through the game and you can relate to your life. Like, um, it, to me, when you when we play that game, it shows your personality. It shows the things you want to do. And it shows the things, you know, whether you're risk averse or whether you enjoy the doodads or whatever, you don't want to think about it and you don't want to put the mental energy into to the budget, into the long-term goals and visions. Like, these things start to come out and, and it's a game. And then in that safe environment of a, of a board game, now there's a digital version. Um, it, yeah. it shows you, like, I've got to change my patterns. I've got to change my habits. I've got to stop being scared or whatever it is with, with money or with spending or with investing. It, it's, it's a safe environment to, to learn these things, find your habits, find your tendencies, find your story around money with, with no impact on real life. Yeah. But and then I also really think it helps, your real life. Yeah. I also think it helps people take like a hard look, mm-hmm. you know, when it's a game and you're like, you know, you get this card in life. It's like, oh, I'm the truck driver. Like, it's easy to look at a game card or yeah. a scenario of like, oh, this is the truck driver. And like, 
you know, um, this is how much money he makes. And it, it's easier to look at that versus when people look at their own bank accounts. Like, right. I don't know anybody who likes to look at their bank account. Like, you know, I was like, Hey, let's go take a look at your bank account and let's go over line by line item. Mm-hmm. What happened this month? I don't, I, I don't think I've met I, mean, that's what I, do. I, don't I, I don't even think accountants like doing it. Like, yeah, you do it. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean you enjoy doing it. Yeah. It's like, it's like, dang, like where, where did, you know, it's like, where did I spend that $5,000 last month? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh yeah. Strip club. Nike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nikes. Uh, yeah. Nikes. Oh, I bought that watch. I bought yeah. a Nintendo switch, mm-hmm. uh, bought Pokemon coins. Like, and you just go down the list of things that, that are there. And it's like, if you go over them, you know, in today's world, money moves so fast. Like yeah. you're, you're not even handing cash out to people. Like no. you're already swiping your card. I know people who are already spending money on Thursday because they got that automatic deposit mm-hmm. that they know it's going to go in Friday morning. And it's like, okay. Um, you know, that's the speed of money. Yeah. But, you know, if many people don't actually I have the grasp and hold to be like, Hey, let's take a look at what we're actually spending money on and how can we improve this? How can we better upon this? Yeah. And, and it's tough. Um, humans have a hard time with, with thoughts out in the future and your future self and these things. Um, but you got to understand that's the reality of it. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're probably going to live to be old. Um, most of us are lucky enough to definitely live into our fifties and sixties and, um, yeah, no, and beyond. Upwards and, of 80, 90 now. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, you know, things happen, things do happen, but we, we, we live in a time where our life expectancy is definitely into the 70s. Um, majority of us will make it there. And when, when you're there, you're going to look back and be like, did I need all them Nikes and suck shit now? <laughs> you know, and it's going to be hard. It's hard for us to look in the future and, and think that our brains just aren't wired that far 20, 30, 40 years in the future. I know I have a hard time thinking like I could do a lot. I could do something with this money now, or I know in the future, this investment or this thing is going to pan out and I'm going to have a greater opportunity at other things. It's hard to get your mind around that and allow that to be your, you know, your, your, your kind of true North for what I'm doing today. Yes. It's going to be tough to think about in the future. I may not even live that long. Um, but there's other, other tactics to, to enjoy life. That's not about wasting money and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, definitely, there's a lot of things that are out there as far as the mindset goes, and, you know, what you should be doing. But, you know, looking, sitting there and looking at your accounts and going line by line, um, you know, that kind of helps you understand, like, what's actually going on, I think. And, you know, if that money's not going where you want it to go, you got to take a look at that. Yeah. You know, some people look at their, like, oh, what is this credit card charge here? What is this credit card like? I have all these monthly subscriptions to all these services. Like, yeah. do I actually use these services or am I just paying for the privilege of having something that I'm never going to use? Yep. And the classic yeah. example is, you know, people sign up for gym memberships and, and it's been three years since I walked into a gym, but I'm still paying twenty nine ninety five every month because I'm thinking I'm going to go in there and I'm not, you know, and it's, it's painful to cancel it. It's painful to sit there and look at it. Um, there's a lot of those, those things that, that happen. Um, and, and if it takes you uh, calling your credit card company and saying, I lost my credit card and please cancel it immediately for you to stop those charges and then start to think, okay, which ones do I want to give my new card number to? Am, am I going to go to LA Fitness? It, you know, 
maybe I should spend this hundred dollars or I've been spending a month. I should just go and get uh, a pull-up bar and, and, and then start to get into the habit of, of, of working out before I sign up for another gym membership. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, so I'll like, just go to the gym so that I can run on treadmill. Like right. maybe you should go run through the park or something. But, right. Exactly. But in any case, when you start to break down these line items and look at them line by line, it's like, Hey, I have this gym membership, but I never go to the gym. Yeah. It's like, I got two choices. I can either a start going to the gym uh-huh. or B I can take that hundred dollars a month and throw it into my investment account. Right. Or, or paying down your debt or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. You can and deploy those say, funds in more ways. You know, and like now that we're talking about investments, um, you know, basically that's it. You're looking for a return on your investment. So for the basics of investing, you have X amount of dollars, right? Let's say you have a hundred dollars. Now, what is the best return that you're going to get on that money? You know, if you're paying a hundred dollars in interest on your credit card at 22%, if you paid on your credit card by a hundred bucks, yeah, that return on that investment is twenty two percent. Yep, the twenty two percent that you don't have to pay anymore. Yep. So investing can work both ways. You can pay down your debt, or you can try to purchase something that's going to yield a higher investment later. Mm-hmm. I definitely believe in the latter of the two, which is yeah. buying an investment that's going to pay you more later. Because if you pay down debt, yes, it increases your overall income, mm-hmm. but it doesn't give you new additional income. So right. you kind of got to think about that. It's just yeah. it's a little bit difficult to make that transition sometimes when you're so used to just paying down debt so that you can increase the amount of money you save every month versus switching gears into putting money into something that's going to pay you more money. Right. There's a big difference on that. Yeah, if you could if you could take a hundred dollars and make a uh, hundred fifty dollars a month, that you took that hundred fifty dollars and then or that fifty dollar gain, and you made that your credit card payment. You know that could be something you you do use um, an additional income source to pay your debt down. Yeah, and those are those are some of the more advanced strategies that maybe we'll get into in some of the later episodes and stuff. But for right now, we want to focus on the basics. Number yeah. one get those things done automatically automatic deposit and from there get that automatic payment and then number two you got to look at the hardcore numbers and see what's actually happening with your account and how can you change it and then the third thing is when you have that automatic money that goes into that investment account Mm -hmm. then you need to start putting that towards something whether it goes to your employer's 401k um, I know what were we talking about? Like there's a new thing now that people automatically signed up for 401k when they get a job. Is that true? Right. So what, what, what they found is, you know, like I was saying, humans have a hard time with these things. So what's, what's been happening, um, is companies, employers and programs or whatever it is, um, they're automatically opting people in to 401k. So there's a, a base package. So if you, um, by, by the end of the month, if you say, if you don't say you want out, you're automatically going to be enrolled to this base package. And okay. so what that's done is. Um, is increased people's 401ks, I think by 80% or something along those lines. Um, so now before what you had to do was you had to opt into a 401k. Um, now what they're doing is you have to opt out of a 401k. So, and that takes a lot of the stress off people. People are like, you know, I don't want to deal with this or whatever it is, your story is that you have. I don't want to look at this. I don't want to decide on a package. I'm just going to do nothing. Yeah. You no, know, maybe I won't even live that long. I don't need this money or whatever. I'm, I'm going to win a lot or whatever your thought is about why you're not doing it. And you know, that's they've taken that 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 um, friction away. 
And so, you know, if your company's opting you in, stay in, leave it, maybe take some time on a Saturday to look at what you're opted into. Is there a better package that you would rather be in? Go ahead and switch that out. Um, if, if, you're, if your company still is on an op, opt-in basis and you need to opt-in, go to your employer, opt-in. I would recommend opting in at the lowest possible thing that they're matching at. So sometimes um, it's like 3%, like if you do one or 2%, they don't match. But if you do 3% of your pay, we'll match one for one, you know. Uh, and then, and, you know, at least start there. Um, if you, you know, I, it'd be better if you started at the max. I think uh, most plans max out at about 5%. Right. Um, match that 5%, you're not gonna, um, you're gonna get used to it and you're not gonna notice it and, you know, and also you can, um, a lot of companies, you can take your raises, either all of it or a portion of your raise and you can add that to the pot as well and you're not really gonna miss that as well. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of getting rid of all your raise. I mean, if you right. get a raise, you should enjoy at least a portion of it. Yeah. Um, definitely don't forget about the emotional investment that you gain from getting a raise and you want to be like, yeah. working with the job and be like dang man like i'm getting paid the same amount as i did last year even with this raise and i'm working harder like you know sometimes you you got to know yourself well enough to to be like you know maybe i won't put all of my raise away <laughs> maybe i'll just take like maybe 80 percent or you know 50 of it and put that away and, and keep the rest for myself so i can also do dads or something but you gotta you gotta keep the emotional side up yeah, do, like do, do what you need to do. If you get five percent raise, take whatever two or three percent, put it in, add that to your investment, and and then take the other few percent and you know pay some debt down, go have a nice dinner, whatever you want to do with it. That's that's a really good idea. Yeah, and, and I think so. And then from there, you know, if you're not into the traditional things, maybe you can. Oh, well, I mean, the traditional sense being four hundred one k. Maybe you can move on to other traditional things like buying a house. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe I do have a bias because I spent a little bit of time as a realtor, but you know, real estate is a slow moving investment. And over time, anybody that's bought a house 20, 30 years from now, the house is usually worth more than they bought it. Right. Almost always. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Really good chance that you're going to make something on that in 30 years. Yeah. Investment. And if anything, you may cut down your living expenses, you know, mm -hmm. after 30 years of living in your house, paying your mortgage of $700 or $5,000 or however big a mortgage you got, you know, I don't know who's watching this, but that's a expense that you won't have in 30 years. Yeah. You're going to have to pay your rent in 30 years. So it's, you know, not only do you have value there, but you, you also have the chance to save things or if you rent it out, it could be an additional income source for you. So I like real estate. It's a slow moving thing and it has a lot of options for you. So. Yeah. And there's other things. Um, there's uh, IRAs, individual retirement accounts. You can open up um, different types of things like that. There's the uh, uh, education savings. I mean, there's tons of different things. You can get a, a options trading account. You get a stock trading account. Uh, you yeah. can learn those different things like that. They're very, very easy to set up. They take maybe a minute, two minutes, as long as you um, they have your basic information. Maybe you might have to dig out your social security number or something like that or your bank account number. But Possibly. very easy to set up and open. Um, yeah, I think we went over this the other day, right? Like, let me just yeah. think. You know, maybe I'll share my screen, but uh, for those of you listening on the podcast or whatever the case, I'm just going to uh, schwab.com. It's uh, S is in Sam, C is in Charlie, H is in Hotel, W is in Whiskey, A is in Alpha, B is in Bravo, schwab.com. And then on the other side, just 
go ahead and click on, what did we click on last time? The, the green button, open an account. Ah, yeah. So green button right there, just open account. Like, so easy, too yep. easy. Yep. Yeah. Very, and very simple. Not, yeah. And then from there, it's just like, choose your account. Mm -hmm. Brokerage account, retirement account. And most of you will have a retirement account offered with your employer. Um, and then the state planning account. So you just choose your brokerage account. And then options could pop up individual. Maybe I should, should I share this? Is that what I should do? You can, or I can, I can put it on the screen later in post-production yeah. to you. So I'm just going to share. So sure. uh, for those of you looking at our screens, or you can back up here. So uh, anyway, on the podcast, you guys just scrub um, ahead in the video until uh, the 24-minute mark, and the, you can see this. Yeah. So anyway, we're just clicking this down, and then here's this orange button here. This is open an account. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Click on open it. And so this is talking about brokerage account right here. Mm -hmm. Click on individual account. Okay. And from here, trade three times a month, whatever. I mean, you want to pick these options. Be careful what you pick. And then see, look, if you don't have, if you don't know what's going on with this and you want to ask questions, there's a big chat right here. Chat mm -hmm. now. Hey, how do I do this? What do I sign up for? Mm -hmm. You got a live chat here. You can, you got a number here you can call. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not rocket science. No. All it's of not any kind of science. All of your fear about what it is that you do, like here, it takes 10 minutes to open an account. Yep. Move Schwab. And, you know, I'm just going through this first name, put in this information, and just go through the steps. Click next. And yeah. And just keep going next. Like any type of fears that you have, anything that's out there, like just, just get out there. Mm -hmm. I strongly encourage you to get out there. Yep. But, um, yeah. Anyway. And that's the thing. We, we just got to start. Um, and uh, if you want to start with something, there's other things too. Like I've um, I've heard of uh, like these fractional type things where they like round up your 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 charge to the nearest dollar and take those few cents and they they um, they buy stocks or different things like that. There's lots of diff different things like this you can do um, where it's it's on that automatic mindset again. It's an automatic thing. I, I buy a cup of coffee for you know five dollars and twenty three cents. The, the, you know, the other 70 some odd cents goes into, and I buy a fractional share of Apple stock, whatever it is that that's going on. Um, I've heard of uh, fractional um, Bitcoins you can get with stuff like this. Uh, there's, there's fractional real estate you can buy different things. There's a lot of these little things you can do that are very simple and very automatic. Um, there's no pain to you. And they're going to really add up huge, huge in just a few years. Yeah, for sure. So just, you know, getting out there, these are the steps that most people take yeah. either start investing and or having their money work for them. But a big part of that is up here. It's in your mind. Yep. You got to let your emotions take control and, and do what it is for you. Like, you know, you can't, you can't have that. You got to win the war up here, right? Yep. Win the mind, the mind thing. And that goes for, like we talked about earlier, some of you may not be able to put away 10%. You know, it's like, oh man, I'd love to put away 10%, but I only make 20,000 a year and I need every dime of that to live my life. Mm -hmm. Like if that's your real situation, if that's really where you're at, then you gotta go before this and be like, look, you need a new plan. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that plan is, whatever that, you know, that I'm not here to, make fun of you or say things in that manner. I'm not trying to say that you have a dead end job, but it sounds like that job is, is not 
serving you in the, in the purpose that you'd like you know, or your income source or whatever your situation is like don't get me wrong I know the difference between being broke and yeah. the difference between having a poor mindset like there's a lot of people who are broke that don't necessarily have a poor mindset they just either they're lacking options or they're lacking courage or whatever the case might be and I'm here to tell you man there's internet like the, the sky is the limit yep. don't doubt yourself like number one don't doubt yourself you gotta believe in yourself if you're in this if you're in this place where you can't put away 10% mm-hmm. work on changing that I don't know what it is you gotta do but yep. you gotta you gotta get that in focus that that has to change yeah you, you gotta stop. You, you, there's, there's, you know, there's so many things out there, uh, and if if you got excuses about things, you can go to the library and use the internet for free. You can go to these a lot of these classes for free. You can go on YouTube for free. You can go to almost every major university for free. There's no more excuses. If you need more money, get a raise. Talk to your boss. Yeah. Raise your skill level. Get new skills. Um. If you got to go back to school, go back to school. There's there's programs, there's grants, there's millions, millions of dollars every year. Go unused for grants, yeah. scholarships. Because people are too fucking lazy to apply. Too fucking lazy to apply themselves. Now, I'm, I'll push that application off till next week. Some shit on Netflix I want to watch. Yeah. But you're going to complain about your shitty ass life. It doesn't take that long. It doesn't take a lot of extra effort. But yeah. the gain in your lifestyle will be exponential. Not only you, your kids, your family, your friends, their lives will also change just along with yours. You know, yeah. there's books. You can go to the library. You can rent the goddamn book for free. There's <laughs> no excuses. If you literally don't have two nickels to rub together, go to the library, grab a book. It's free. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I can't advocate that enough. It's just for every person that drive to want to change, that drive to to make things happen or that belief in constant it's different and yep. you're going to go through the struggle the struggle is real we've all been there anyone who's ever accomplished anything has been there yep. you know it's just it seems impossible now but your your imagination or is is your limitation or it's your greatest asset don't put limits on yourself that you don't most people in this world, they underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 years. Don't be like everybody else. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the, these things also have a lot to do with the story you have around money. It's probably what your parents went through. Maybe they struggled. Maybe they were in the Great Depression. Whatever it is that happened. Now these are your stories. Change your story. What's wrong with your impression of money? What's wrong with your view on money? It's not real. Money's a tool. Money can do lots of things. It's your story about money. It's about making money. I come from this neighborhood or I come from this thing and I can't do that. That's bullshit. Yeah. Stop that. Change your story and you'll change your life. And whatever you think, that's your reality. So yeah. understand that. These limitations, you know, barring, barring something physical that you can't um, you know, do anything about, these are all in your mind. All your limitations are in your mind. Yeah, I mean, just, just think about it. All the things that we've explained in this video of like how to invest in, like it's it's not rocket science. No, you have ten percent of your check go away to another account. That account goes into some type of investment, whether that be a house, whether that be stocks, whether that be a retirement account, and then you know the process repeats itself. Like that's 
that's as simple as it gets. Mm-hmm. Like it's very simple task. It's all about what you think about it and how, you know, how am I going to get myself to stop buying Starbucks every morning? Mm-hmm. How am I going to get myself to, you know, maybe buy a pair of Nikes once a year instead mm-hmm. of once a month. Right. You know? um, how is it that I can explain to my friends that I'm driving a Subaru instead of a BMW? Yeah. Like, you know, you kind of, you know, you got to switch gears. If you want to win the long game, always go long. Yeah. You know, you, you're doing these short investings. You're living the fast life. That's why they call it the fast life. Yep. Easy come, easy go. Yep. But anyway. yeah, don't be don't be scared of yourself, guys. Um, a lot of these brokerage accounts and these investment accounts now they have free training. They they buying up these training companies and they're giving this stuff to you for free. Don't mm-hmm. be scared. Get out there. Get this stuff going. Get moving. Uh, anything else, ransom that we we want to touch on uh, on this? No, I think that'll be that'll be it for this this quick one. Um, yeah. We got those. You want to remind people about your your giveaways? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, like uh, if you've listened to the past few episodes, there is no giveaway. We're done for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been absolutely a blast giving away. Uh, we're switching gears for the holidays all through the rest of uh, November here and into December. Uh, we're doing giving back. Um, the other week, me and my son, we went to the local grocery store and we bought 35 bags of pre-packaged food that they went and delivered to the homeless people. It was uh, over two, about 260 bucks in food. We went and uh, we did that donation. I was really appreciate everybody that, that donated to that. Wow. Um, and there's more to come. Um, we're gonna keep doing, we're gonna keep donating food bags as long as they have them available to uh, bring to the homeless shelter or where, um, the, whatever organization I forgot that they're working with. Um, coming up here is the next phase that I'm, I'm, I'm gearing into is for the children's home here in Arizona, there's a children's home up here in uh, Mesa, uh, Sunshine Acres. They're going to be coming out with the wish list for the the um, people that are there, the children that are there. I'm going to be fulfilling those. If um, you guys would like to help, you guys can head over to um, the Facebook page, search for Holiday Helper, and you'll you can go in there. You can you can donate. If not, do something in your neighborhood, do something in your community, whether it's um, helping a neighbor out, whether it's you know giving a few dollars or giving a few you know, a bit of your time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be grand. It doesn't even have to involve money. Hmm. Do something for your fellow human beings and your fellow neighbors. That's what I hope to inspire you folks to do. And with that, um, for, for this episode as well in the show notes, I'm going to link to the past episodes we've done in this subject area so you guys can learn more and have more things. There's resources there. There's books there. Um, the, the most recent episode we did was 28, which was understanding credit. Mm-hmm. Go in there. There's tons of resources that I put together. There's books. There's different things. Um, episode 17, Who's Got My Money, where we talk about um, what we had, like uh, more in depth. We talked about earlier how this money cycles, how money works. There's tons of books and resources there for you folks. We've also done uh, episodes 9 and 10 on the book and the concepts of cash flow quadrants. Those are two episodes. or two-part episodes. There's also a quick four-minute wrap-up as well, so you can get a brief understanding of cash flow quadrants and how they work and where you lie and where you want to be in your life in which quadrant you would like to be in. Um, so go check out those. There's tons of resources in each of those episodes, as well as the episode itself. There's a video and a podcast version for each. So whatever you guys got to do to get that information into your head, it's there for you. There's things there. No more excuses. Cool. All right. So we got, uh, what's next? Challenges? Yeah. Yeah. This week's challenge, guys. Listen, sit down. On a Saturday or Sunday, whatever, I don't give a shit what it is. Take a hard look at your, your money, 
where it's going, your credit card statements, your all your bills, what are you doing with it? Take a look at it. It's going to suck for most of you because you don't want to see the reality. Sweeping your problems under the rug is not going to get rid of them. Ignoring your problems is not going to get rid of them. You know, start trying to get, start getting to that 10%. Once you get your nest egg of three to six months, choose one that works for you or somewhere in between. I don't really give a shit. Just have one of them at least three months, no more than six. Once you're done with that, start investing that money you were using. And you try and get these investments to build so you can start paying down your debt. Mm-hmm. And try to get to the 15%. Stretch goal, get to the 20%. Look for these investments, get these things going. Stop bullshitting yourself. Stop sweeping yourself under the rug. The problems aren't going to go away. That's my challenge. Get it done. We're heading into a new year. Get your life on track. Nice. Yeah. And as always, with our final thoughts, you know, this show is about awareness. You know, you got to think about what is money to you, right? What should it be to me? You know, is it something that I'm scared of? Is it something that I'm throwing around freely and carelessly and not looking or not thinking about what the future holds if I continue that lifestyle, you know, or is it something that is always going to come to me? It's something that's abundant. And if I learn how to manage it and use it well, it will always flow through me. You know, these are the things that the mind has the power to change anything. You know, so your thoughts about money and what you believe about money those thoughts come true every day so be mindful of what those thoughts are and if you have a friend or know somebody that needs to change your mindset needs to change your relationship with money share this with them this can help don't hoard this information share it with people spread the word you get your friend group and your family onto a new level you know um and and check out what we're doing all week long on the social media uh facebook instagram twitter Subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Listen to podcast version. I'd really encourage you folks to leave a, a, a review, good or bad. I don't care. Um, it does help us reach more amazing people like you. And for past episodes and links to everything we talked about here today, you can visit socialchameleon.show. Until next time, keep learning, growing, transforming to the person you want to become.